Well, friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast here in July. I have my pal, Bart, in the studio with me this week, and we've got a really, really good conversation for you. But before we go any further, our practice, as you know, is to stop and let it all go. We want to encounter God in in this podcast every week. And so it's not just a stream of content or, you know, great storytelling. We, we stop at the beginning to let everything go and to kind of find ourselves and find Jesus so that what we are enjoying is what he's bringing to us each week. So let's do that right now. Just take a few moments. I give everyone and everything to you, God. I give everyone and everything that is clamoring for my attention to you right now. I can lay it down for a few moments and lay it down, friends. And then we always pray, oh, restore my union, restore my union with you, Lord. Meet me here in this week's podcast. Speak to me in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Bart, it's been a while since you've been in the studio with us. Welcome back, pal. Thank you, John. I think we've been kind of going in different directions the last few weeks, so (laughs) it's great to sit across the table from you this morning. It is. it's good to see you. It is. I like the tan that you've got going yeah. on there. You've been getting some sunshine. Well, you know, the the thing is, is uh, in Colorado, uh, the sun's so intense here, you don't have to be out in it for very long. <laughs> no, that's so, true. So it's, I, I, I have the, um, the gift, I, I call it a gift of being able to take some sun. And so a um, little bit of sun, uh, you know, kind of turns my color. So yeah. Like yeah. It. And it's good for your body. Yes. Too. Vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had a dream about you. You a couple, did? A couple nights ago. Yep. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I'm, uh, and the thing is, I totally forgot about it. You know, like dreams, you uh-huh. wake up, fall back asleep and you forget until I saw you. And then I went, oh my gosh. So here was the dream. There was a group of us at some sort of picnic party, gathering something, backyard pool party. And you were so tired, you fell into the swimming pool fully <laughs> dressed, but you just went, you just went straight to the bottom and you laid on the bottom of the swimming pool in my dream. And I, me- I remember l- l- going, Gadzooks, you know, Ooh. like we got to jump in and get our pal Bart. But there was something about you just laying mm. there mm. at the bottom of the pool. Does that? Does that resonate with anything? Well, um, yes. Um, you know, life just is kind of an, it's a ball of, of, uh, joy that we experience in life and, and a lot of challenges. Yeah. And, um, that, that's just kind of how I describe life. That's the way we live. But, you know, there, I guess there's just, I mean, what that reminds me of, it's, I'm tired. Uh, there's just an accumulation of so many things that you just, um, 
at times, you know, it's, it's just, you know, lying there in a, on the couch sometimes and just trying to get up. It's, it's, it's hard. I just don't want to get up. Yeah. And a lot of that's physical, but a lot of it is just, you know, what's going on in our soul and in, in our, um, just our life in general. Well, you, you've been facing a lot, my friend, on a lot of different fronts and the, in the, 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 the mood of the dream was exhaustion. Mm. It's like you, you mm. were, you were so tired. You fell in the pool, right? Dressed, you know, you weren't <laughs> swimming and, and then you were so tired. You actually just wanted mm. to lay down there yeah. on the bottom of the, on the bottom of the pool under, you know, eight feet of water. And it, it, just, it felt like a condition Yes. That we want to talk about today. So we are coming back, friends, to the idea of challenges that we all face when we enter the fourth quarter of life. And Bart and I had riffed on some of that uh, in the fall of last year. We're swinging back around to that conversation. Yes. And what, what, what you brought up to me, Bart, uh, the other day about this is that so many of our allies are facing a new set of challenges, mm -hmm. sometimes regarding their own health, yes. and often regarding the health and well-being of their spouse, yes. uh, of our spouses. And that, that that is a brand new season of life that has a, it's got a lot of disappointment and, right. and heartache to it that would be good to just daylight yes. and put some words yeah. to. Yeah, it's... It's a page that's opening up, you know, with, um, I think, my seasonal life. And uh, as you say, we have so many allies that have been with us for now, marked in decades, that we see, you know, that a, a page opening up in their life where they've got uh, a lot of challenges of aging and, and caregiving and um, just all that that brings, just so many so many dynamics of that. It's this whole hidden world. Yes. Right? Because most of that's not public. Right. It, it's at home. And it's private. It's isolated. Yeah. And it's very isolating. Yeah. And it's very, very draining. Yeah. Which is the hard part of that. It, it the is. isolation. Yes, it is. And you've had a neurological condition for a number of years mm -hmm. uh, called Guillain-Barre. Can mm -hmm. you describe... For our listeners who don't know what that is, yeah, it was it was kind of a one one time event. Coming off of a surgery, my immune system was depressed, and I picked up a virus, just a simple flu. But it was the kind of virus that my immune system could not identify the difference between my nerve cells and this virus. So it just attacks your nervous system. And it, if it just keeps going, it'll attack the organs uh, that, that are life-sustaining. It could be fatal. Um, but it was, mine had, the whole event had come through, and it was 10 days after the fact that I finally got diagnosed. But I had all this nerve damage that um, I got some, some recovery of that. Over two years, you, you get a recovery. But uh, since it's been 21 years now, I've had the same thing and it's just, it's, uh, man, it's chronic nerve damage that I live with. It's hard to sleep, hard to, uh, hard to walk sometimes. And it's just, it's, it's always there. Which is why the sun 
feel so yes, wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> you will, exactly. You will just lay out in the backyard like a lizard in the sun. Yeah, it's the some, best I can feel. Yeah, heating up your body helps, right. helps with that. Right. And, and as you are entering the decade of the 70s, that's got a new set of challenges yes. for you. Poor Stace, um, she got a bad set of genes too. Mm. She, Her mom had terrible, terrible arthritis. Oh, gosh. And Stacy has that. And she has it in her feet. And there are days, many days, where walking is painful like it is for you with Guillain-Barre. Mm -hmm. And it's it's changed the dynamic of travel together. Yes. It's changed the dynamic of vacations. We can't hike like we used to. We can't walk as far. And it's it's so heartbreaking. Yes. It, it's very subtle. It, this isn't a big deal. I mean, I'm I know a man who's, you know, taking care of his wife right now who's had double amputations. So this is a very small story. But it's an illustration yes. of in our day-to-day -day life, it, things have changed. Yes. We can't go as far. We can't do as much. There, there's a new limiting factor just through something like arthritis right. that changes the whole dynamic of the marriage, you know, because play is so important. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, just yeah. And 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 thus to your dream is. You know, the pain, the the theft of, of that life, you just kind of want to lay on the bottom of the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have we have many allies who are now entering into this stage with mm. themselves or with their spouses and yes. dealing with a whole new set uh, of, it's a new reality. You're, you're living with a new day-to-day -day that can be on the surface level, it's just exhausting deeper on the soul level, it's disappointing. Yes. Yeah. And, and then the disappointment begins to lead into what, Bart? What have, what have you found in that? Well, the disappointment, just um, the warfare on that is, is you just, you want to give up. Yeah. And um, it's not worth it. Yeah. Isn't the warfare also, it's always going to be like this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and it, it just has like a finality to it. And a downward slope. Yeah. Yeah. That you're heading on a grade downhill and it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. So critical for us to be aware of the agreements that begin to get oh, yes. in. Um, because it would be so easy, for, right? For example, right now, for Stacy and I, we love our evening walk. It's just when it's not snowing here, when it's not too cold. And now we're, you know, in the beauty of summer. Um, oh, we love our evening walk. We love getting out because it can be painful and we can't go near as far as we used to. It's easy to just give it up completely. Yeah. We got to fight against that personally in, in the day to day. Yeah. Tana and I, like you, we, we, we've kind of found that walking is our thing. And, uh, and now that's, uh, somewhat temporarily been taken away from me. It looks like I've got a hip replacement coming up. And so I, I can't walk now. Um, and so it just seems like it just keeps moving me into a corner of mm. inactivity and a loss of, of life. Yes. Right. And, and then this is the isolating factor yes, right. that, that we just wanted to daylight this in a conversation to begin to look for 
where is Christ in all this? Yes. And, and where is the help? And even just to say right now, there are some really good online places mm-hmm. now for support of caregivers, how, how you personally practice soul care. Yes. And and get even get into support groups and support systems because the caregiving thing can be so draining and it just changes your normal. You have yes. a new normal now. Right. And this is especially hard when it gets into mental health. Oh, yes. And the deterioration of mental health. Well, there's so much mystery in that, John. It's just uh, baffling, you know, um, just to roll out a little and not getting too deep in the story. But, um, you know, Tana has had a life of trauma. And um, we've been married 40, going on 43 years. And we both came to faith uh, right at the beginning of, of, of our marriage. So that, that was a really good thing. But for 20 years of our marriage, we, we didn't know how to handle the trauma in her life. And I, and, and I had some trauma in my life too, but I think hers far outshadowed my, uh, my level of trauma. And so it's been a hard, hard thing. But when we, when we got involved in the rollout of the message of this ministry, then we began to, to understand what that trauma does to relationships and, and the destruction of life and, and all of that. And so, um, and it's been hard. It's, it's been very difficult. I mean, Tana has, has, um, suffered uh, trauma. It's, it's surfaced from time to time. It surfaced about six years ago. And, um, I, I, I had to, I had to get her into facility just to get her stable. It was that, yeah, that drastic. Yeah. And, and this is a very, very common story that unaddressed childhood trauma yes. will come back late in life, later in life, through different events, new, new current trauma surfaces old trauma. It's like yes. it opens up the room to it. Right. And it can be overwhelming as it was for you guys. Yes. And, and then suddenly you find yourself in a brand new normal, you know, a new way of relating. Yeah. And, and the mystery of it is, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying there's multiple personalities here because they've, they've said that's not the case, but it's, it's like, who is she today? Yeah. And oftentimes she reverts to that very young place where that trauma occurred. And that's kind of where she lives. Yeah. And that's, it's a hard place to relate. Yes. It very is. hard place to relate. It's almost immobilizing. Yes. Yes. It's just, where'd my wife go? Yeah. And, um, Oh, Bart, I remember, um, my dad's, uh, sudden and then rapid decline. And he was such an outdoorsman. He taught me to camp. He taught me to fish. We, we did a lot of outdoors things together. It was his dad who was my favorite grandfather who had the cattle ranch that I would spend my summers on. Yeah, so my dad was a, stories. he was a country boy who loved the outdoors. Yes. He loved being active and taught me all about tools, how to use. Called hand, you Johnny boy. Yeah. How to use hand tools and power tools and stuff. And yes. then boom, the uh, dementia hits and mm-hmm. he, 
he, he suffered a stroke. He, he had a long history with alcoholism, but then there was a, a period really actually beginning in his sixties where dementia, Alzheimer's dementia began to really take a toll on his mental life. And it, it just changed the playing field. Yes. I mean, not only we're not camping and fishing, there's none of that, but, but just simple like memory loss and, and recognition. And then the slow, the long, slow decline of that. It's such a heartbreaking story to live with and to try and offer care into. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think for us and the family, and obviously particularly for my mom, you just feel handcuffed. Yes. What you are able to offer feels so insufficient. Mm -hmm. And, and in, you know, often in these situations, you can't fix it. You're just living with a new day to day. You you have a new normal. Right. And everything changes from grocery store trips to dinners out to invitations. Yeah. Everything. What has this been like for you? Yeah, John, that's, you know, it's, it's taken me a while to, to begin to answer that question that you're asking because my focus has always been on Tana and what she's going through and, and how can I handle that? How can I best care for her rather than how is my heart in all of this? And it's, it, it's not, hadn't been good and, but I haven't given it any attention. Um, And so, um, a couple of years ago, I just, I wasn't doing well. I found myself kind of barking at Tana and I I just didn't like the way I was. And so I, I sought some counsel and uh, it was a two day intensive and, um, I, I'd, I'd like to read what, um, a bit of my notes out of that, Mm. that, um, this very, very gifted couple said, um, Bart, what do you want to know about Tana? Holy spirit, tell me about Tana. And I contemplated that question. And, um, I heard the, I heard the Holy spirit say to me is, and I'm just going to read this little part of my notes. It said, I made her especially for you. Look at how beautiful since the first time you laid eyes on her that day that you were out jogging in the heat in Houston on August 27th, 1979. I made her for you to love as you've been such a part of the rescue of her heart. You love her uniquely because I made her for you. And he said, just love her and give her to me. And um, that, that shifted something in me um, to begin to love differently, but it had to come through the care for my own heart because I, I, I have no capacity to do that until I begin to care for my own heart. Oh, this is, this is the classic cul-de-sac of the caregiver is is that loving, offering the daily, the need, the overwhelming need obliterates, eclipses personal soul care. Yes. And and then you burn out 
and you get, get and then and then the anger gets in and the resentment yes. gets in and, and the hopelessness begins to get in and God feels distant because just the nature of being a caregiver, it's really hard to get time and and nourishment for your own heart. Oh yes, John. And so I've always looked at my life and and had a um you know, I, I think a work ethic that has had some imbalance to it. So one of the things that I've done in the last few years is I, I joined a place where I could go play golf. And I, I used to think, what a waste of time. What an absolute waste <laughs> of time. I might have been thinking that right now. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is I've got some buddies there. And the thing is, they know Tana and, and they know her story. And, and we we get out and I mean we don't care about our score we 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 sometimes we just jump holes you know say these guys are slow we're gonna go over here you know that's the that's the way we play golf we just go to have for our own hearts yeah and that's been so good for me yeah to get in a swimming pool I can't do much anymore I used to could run I just go get in the pool early in the morning Tana usually sleeps in pretty late so I've got I got a lot of margin in the morning and I I just that's what I do as I go look for ways to take care of my heart. You go swim. Yes. Yeah. And in swimming, you have found God. I have found God so much, so much revelation in that lap pool. And the thing is, is I, I can only do, because of my Guillain Beret, I can only do one stroke and that's the backstroke. So I just lay there looking up at the, at the stars and the clouds. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's light. Sometimes the geese are taking off and, and uh, it's but it's just uh, a divine time with God. This is so critical when you find yourself in a in a caregiving situation to not abandon mm. the necessary practices mm -hmm. that will keep your heart well. Yes, because the pull you 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 are a come through kind of guy. Mm -hmm. I will come through. I will. I'll step up. What's being asked of me, I'll come through. Yes. But the danger of that yeah. is if all you do is come through, yes. Yeah. You got nothing left. Yeah. There's there's nothing left. And and I think John the the key to that is that I can't do it on my own power that I I do have to be centered in God in my faith. I want to come back to the last thing the Holy Spirit said to you in those notes, he said, love her and give her to me. Mm. Talk to me about the give her to me piece. Mm. Well, yeah. And that's, I think in this last time that uh, she's spiraled down and, oh my gosh, I mean, she was, she was at a point where I had to have, I either had to be with her or had to have somebody with her for 24 hours a day. Now, we've made some progress back out of that. But the times that I, that were so lonely in that is I felt so helpless mm. uh, that there was nothing that I could do. Yeah. I, I just, I was powerless. Yep. And a guy that just like you said, that I, I want to come through and, and if I just work hard, if I just double down that somehow I can make a difference. But I think, I think the, the tears came from that is just love her and give her to me that I, I'm not the answer to all of her, all of these things. I just want you to say that 
one more time for our listeners. I'm not the answer for all of her problems. And that's a hard thing for me to say. It's a hard thing for anyone to admit for someone that they love. Yes. But the release of that, Mm -hmm. that's 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all of your cares, your heartaches, your burdens upon the Lord Mm -hmm. because he cares for you. And that shift, I saw it happen. I saw you move from hero mode to simply loving. Yes. And there was a release of this might not get better. Yes. This might not change. But I am not as exhausted as I used to be because I'm not trying to fix it. Yes. Right? Yes. Right. That was huge. And obviously the whole pause and the pause app, you know, we, we built that right before the pandemic, but it's been such a rescue for so many caregivers because the idea of benevolent detachment, I love you. I'm in, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, but at the same time, I can't carry this situation right? and I can't fix it. Yeah. So day to day, hour to hour, I am releasing yes, I get this. everyone and everything to you. Oh gosh, it's just such it, a yes, such a is. huge thing. And that that that's been a go-to every day for me, John, mm. is the is the pause mm. to to say those words and to a lot of times you say them and you you don't mean them, but after you kind of keep saying those things and they become embedded in your soul, then yeah, they have some meaning. Well, I remember you were doing the 10 minute, you were doing the 10 minute pause and you were reciting it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. You had the thing memorized by yes. that point because you were doing it so often in the night. Right. Up in the night and just, um, Lord, I give this to you. I yeah. need you. I center myself in you. Yeah, still am. <laughs> what are the, if we were to help our listeners begin to name some of the agreements? that get in, what are, what are the agreements that you've battled? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think uh, trying to fight for life and, you know, obviously that's, I mean, Tana and I had had a, um, a lot of youth together and we, I mean, we ran, we did all of this stuff and it's, you know, it's trying to fight for a glimpse of that. Let's go walking. And then now my hips out and, I think I want to have a realistic thing of, okay, I I still want to fight for something that we can do. I want to recover something that we can do, yet I want to embrace the aging that we are in. So there's the, there's the tension on, on uh, those two things. But, you know, one of the things that I did um, is uh, last year, I, I think I told you about four or five months before I did, I said, Hey, I'm, going to take Tana to Israel in, in uh, last December. And um, as that approach, and, and I had to write the checks and so forth, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if she can do this. I just don't know if she can do it. And yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then I made that final payment. I said, okay, I, I guess we're in. And um, I really had made the agreement, no, we can't. We can't do this. She can't do this. But John, what what occurred is is she went, and 
I didn't have to fix her because it's like I gave her to God on this trip. And these were all strangers. They didn't know her, but she became the favorite and people just loved her. The community was so healthy for her Mm. that it was, it was a beautiful thing. And it was so redemptive for her heart and the condition that, that she's in. And it just brought her a lot of life. Mm. And I almost, I almost said no to that. Because the agreement was. Yes, the agreement was. We can't do this. Yeah, right. We can't do this. Now there are, you know, you've got to pray deeply into these things Mm -hmm. because there are some things I've said no to that that was the wise thing to do. Yeah, right. But, But when we're talking about chronic disappointment. Yes. It's devastating for the heart. Mm-hmm. It's just devastating. And the agreements that begin to creep in with chronic disappointment, you know, resentment yes. for one thing, but agreements like this will never change, things will never get better. And while there may be some factual truth to that, the, the enemy gets in t- to bring in despair yes, and fatigue mm-hmm. and overwhelmed that is more than what you're dealing with. The enemy's trying to jump on our pain. Yes. He always tries to do this. Jump on your pain and make it worse yes. and separate you from God. And so breaking the agreements that you find yourself making in it, I, I've got no time for me. Yes. It's a, is a yes. classic caregiver agreement. Right. But you burned out on that. Yes. Like that doesn't work. No, no. I think the agreement of, and the suck of just isolation, pulling you into isolation. Um, well, Bart, I mean, the, one of the agreements that you were making early on is, I can't tell people about this. Yes. Uh-huh. It, it, it's right. too private. It's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to bring shame on Tana. I uh, you know, I just, I, I'll, I'll deal with this. Yes. And so you made an agreement with, I can't daylight this. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then that didn't work either because you just found yourself in a dark place alone in yes. it until you asked for some help. Yeah. And I think the agreement of that also isolates you from God because it, it doesn't work and he's not in that. Mm. Mm. One of the things that has changed my outlook on suffering is the invitation for us to unite our suffering to the suffering of Jesus. I think I was living with a theology that, well, Christ did it. I mean, his suffering is sufficient. He's, he has taken care of it all. He's ransomed us. He's rescued us. He is now resurrected and ascended. And so I didn't see in the scriptures what is so blatantly there. And, and that is there is still a deep place of suffering in the life of every believer. Yes. And we are invited to bring our heartaches, our losses, and our suffering literally into Christ, into union with him. Yes. And his suffering. I want to read, I want to read something from second Corinthians and, and ask you to react to it. So this was, was just in this the other day. So in second Corinthians chapter one, three, through five. I'm going to read it in two translations. This is the NIV. 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Mm. And then here it is in the NLT. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Mm. Yeah, that's, you know, what I think of when uh, you read that is that, uh, I've had uh, physically the suffering that I've had Guillaume has has taught me. Um, well, taught might not be the right word, but has I've experienced God in a way that um, in Christ's suffering, uh, it it brought me close to much closer to Jesus, realizing His suffering, and uh, my extremities of the Guillaume was where he was nailed to the cross. I mean, I'd, I've thought about that so many times and how could I compare my, my suffering to that? But I've just found so much solace with Jesus in my physical suffering. And, and I think that has helped me to translate into the relational suffering that I have with Tana when, you know, there's some days, I get a glimpse. There she is. There she is. Mm. And she's present. And and we have a we have a good moment. We have a good a good time. Maybe a, even a good day. But there's so much of the time that's just like, uh, where is she? You know? Uh, mm. part of her's gone. And 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 I don't know if we're gonna get mm. that back. But that that suffering is has been um uh, I think I've just had to take that to God in the same way that I took my Guillaume to God. I've got to give her, as I said, God says, just love her and give her to me. Hmm. And um, there's suffering in that, but John, I think it comes back to first Corinthians 13, 13, you know, I, I couldn't do any of this without, you know, Jesus or Paul in that in that verse talks about the greatest forces that uh, that are in this story for mankind. Faith. Without my faith, I I would be nowhere. Yeah. Um, without hope, the hope of the kingdom to come, and I I grab onto that daily. And when I see the loss in her or the loss in anything in my life, it's like. The hope of the kingdom to come is going to bring that back to me, that loss is temporary. And then the most powerful thing that Paul says is love, the core of the story that God is telling. And that's the most powerful thing that 
Holy Spirit told me, I made her especially for you. Mm. And I can go back and love that very, very deeply and mm. choose to love that. Not out of obligation, but because I truly do love her. I see that God made her for me mm-hmm. and I love her. Mm-hmm. So, which is different yes. than fixing the yes. situation. Right. 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 That was the former effort. Yeah. Yeah. The Herculean lift. I'm going to somehow, you know, make everything better. And it just puts you on the bottom of the swimming pool. Right. And the shift love and release has, has been really significant for yes. you. Yes. Yeah. So I saw you on the bottom of the swimming pool. And I think it had something to do with quitting. Yeah. Is that an agreement that? Oh, it's a total agreement. And I think the agreement that I want to break is, nope, it's not time to quit. There's a lot to fight for. And God's given me a lot of life. And I uh, want to be united with him and give him everything and everyone and then let him work through me to bring life to those around me. Mm. It's so beautiful, Bart. Thank you for opening up your story to us. That's really vulnerable. And, you know, folks, one of the ways that we really love and honor one another is we don't rush to fix. So, like, don't inundate Bart with emails and phone calls now on on mental health care and how to fix the situation. And, oh, if you just come see me, I'll take care of that. Like that, that's not how we love. We just say thank you for your vulnerability on that. Um, we are going to put into the show notes a resource available for caregivers uh, because there are good resources yes, out there online. And I think the last thing I want to say, I, kn- I know this conversation feels like it is only for those that are currently in that situation. And there are many, and they're not just in the fourth quarter of life. I mean, you've got parents, you know, with special needs children and all the the spectrum of this. But one of the conversations that Stacy and I have begun to open up is how do we want to pray and prepare for that stage in our life? You don't want to wait till this knocks at the door. You want to give this some thought and mm-hmm. some consideration of what does this mean for us? Because we have this treasure, Paul says, in fragile clay jars. Yes, <laughs> and we are really feeling the fragility of yes. these clay no of these kidding. clay jars, and and so just to well, let's let's all pray. Let's pray together. Mm. Jesus, I invite you in to my situation. I invite you into what I'm dealing with. And I'm asking you, Lord, I I need to know more about your comfort. I need to know more about your care. The scripture promises that there's some sort of overflow of comfort. And I'm asking for that. I'm, I'm asking you bring that into my life. And I also ask your help, Holy Spirit, expose the agreements that I've been making around suffering or disappointment or loss or the fear of loss. Show me the agreements that have gotten in. I I want to unite my suffering with the suffering of Christ. 
to find its redemption there and to find your solace and your companionship. In Jesus' name we pray.